This is another episode of On the Grid by Z Prime. Love your energy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Z Prime On the Grid. I am Dylan Lockwood. Joining me today is Motive Power CEO and founder of the National Public Utility Council. Uh, welcome back to the program, Angel Lance. Angel, how are you doing? Oh, it's been a day, but I'm doing all right. Good morning. It's, uh, yeah, that seems to be the case for for a lot of folks these days. Is they're just like, uh, well, uh, next question, whenever I <laughs> say that. Uh, so, yeah, last time you were on here, you talked about uh, motive power. Now we've got the National Public Utility Council, which uh, Z Prime is uh, is very involved in helping organize. So why don't you uh, tell our listeners what it is, what the goals are? The NPUC, or National Public Utility Council, is um, is a group of people uh, from the utility industry that get together uh, every other month and have what we are calling a roundtable, but it's really just a discussion around decarbonization efforts within the utility industry. It's designed to house information and facilitate conversation amongst the utility industry uh, representatives around decarbonization. So it, it includes things like um, we or we endeavor to include things like lessons learned around decarbonization projects across the country, since decarbonization projects are certainly on every utility's mind um, with uh, various regulations changing with new administrations, et cetera. Uh, but it's also and, and just the fact that climate change is is rampant and important to address. Um, but uh, all the utilities across the nation really face very different geographical challenges, socioeconomic challenges, civil challenges, like just different challenges. And being able to facilitate a conversation where they can talk to each other about what's working in their organizations and what isn't is, I think, very useful. Uh, and then we take all that information and um, utility specific and outside of utilities for decarbonization, and we house it in a website where utilities have access to it right away. This includes regulation. It also includes information on maybe new technologies or uh, strategies for utilities to be able to employ in decarbonization efforts, uh, as well as um, regulations that are federal and or uh, pertinent regulations that might be state oriented. That's pretty much the, the bottom line of what the MPUC is designed to do is to be of use to utilities uh, in their decarbonization efforts. Uh, so when you talk about those, when you talk about those uh, regulatory uh, resources, uh, what are what you know, what, what's changing in the regulatory uh, landscape that will make those resources invaluable? It's an ever changing thing. But the most recent, I will say, milestone movement that is notable is when the Biden administration came in, issued an executive order that states that they're going to be reducing or um, moving up the carbon emissions and clean energy requirements, and not just energy, but across the board, um, for to, to attack climate change from 2050, which is where most of the milestones were set, to 2030. So that's a 20-year difference. And Utilities are big organizations, it's, uh, and they have major infrastructure projects that underway that really govern a lot of our lives. You know, they, it's not easy for them to change tack. It's an in-depth thing. It, it takes, it requires planning, it requires coordination, and it requires money, and it requires all kinds of stuff for them to be able to pivot um, for a twenty-year milestone move. 
Now, they're certainly interested in doing it. They want to do it. They're trying to support, but it, it's not something that we can, with a stroke of a pen, make a change to. We really need to communicate amongst ourselves and, and try to optimize decarbonization projects. What are some things you've learned about decarbonization strategy along that line and standards uh, through this uh, process and the roundtables we've done so far? Um, I've, I've learned some really positive things, um, which is um, every utility I talk to, and we are the NPUC is representing small, medium, and large utility as across the nation, um, that I've learned that everybody has an eye on this problem. Everybody cares about it. And every utility that I have uh, interfaced with uh, is attacking it in their way, one way or another. And this is good. I think this is really good. I, I, I don't, I didn't really think that they weren't, but it's nice to um, be in conversation to talk about what's actually happening versus what might happen or what could happen. Um, I've also learned that there's uh, a, a varying degree of information that is understood by utilities and that some of them have a, a deep grasp on the decarbonization effort uh, and their role in it. And others have maybe maybe more of a cursory grasp on it. And they are looking to dig deeper, but they are just maybe getting a little more started on that. And so uh, that wasn't a total surprise, but I'm really excited to kind of have that validated because now we have the ability ability to push and serve up information to those utilities to accelerate, hopefully, their decarbonization efforts. One thing um, we, we sort of talked about early on um, in, in this process was that this isn't just for people that are leading the pack. Um, there's also a lot of uh, ways for people who have, you know, tried things and have, haven't, haven't succeeded to to share that and allow people to, um, to, to, to learn, to learn from, from their mistakes. Uh, so what are some things that need to change in like the, the mindset of utilities, uh, for decarbonization to be, to be more successful nationwide? Like we've already talked about the sort of the, you know, the, the fear of failure needs to, needs to, needs to go away, but, but what else needs to change organizationally? Well, this is my personal opinion, but, um, and I think I've said something along the line before, but the nation's utility industry ha has done amazing things to get us to this point. You know, electricity really runs our world and, and gas, natural gas runs our world in a lot of ways, et cetera. Um, the energy mix is, is vital to our civilization as we know it. Uh, and the utility industry has been the leaders of g creating that infrastructure and serving it up to our population. They, they've really been the large and in charge folks to make this happen. Uh, and now um, they, they need to be the forefront leaders in making the changes required uh, to fight climate change and to in, impact de, you know, climate change through decarbonization. Uh, so what I feel needs to change or what I, what I think is really important is more open dialogue and conversation amongst utilities. They often work in individual sort of silos, right? They service their communities, they service they, they service the infrastructure in their immediate areas or area specific. And um, climate change is global. And the US energy mix is a huge part of climate change. And it's a huge part of, of the world's greenhouse gases. 
And so what I think needs to change is the utility industry needs to see themselves as a holistic body with maybe separate parts rather than separate parts that are doing their own thing, right? We need something that is overarchingly a plan. Now, yes, you know, a utility in the desert maybe has different requirements than a utility in the mountains or a utility in Florida, like, you know, with hurricane season is maybe different than a utility in California who deals with fire season. I don't know, but I do know, I feel in my gut that if we can't get sort of a national conversation around utility, the utility industry's uh, approach to decarbonization, then we're missing the mark. I think that's true. Um, one thing we've gotten we've, we've gotten some pushback on from uh, some of the utilities is that, well, there's two key kind of local concerns, which is um, local regulation, which we're which uh, the NPUC is going to be providing um, information about on the website. And then there's also a can be a lack of local buy-in um, or a lack of buy-in from people up top. So what is, uh, what are your goals for trying to help either uh, help utilities address those or um, fr- uh, frame those concerns in a different way? Hmm. Well, in terms of what people think, and when you think about local pushback communities, Um, or investors, like, you know, when we say from the top, you could mean like regulators, or you could mean investors, um, depending on the size of the utility. Um, But I mean, if you're talking about pushback from those types of groups, the people will call them. (laughs) That's what they are. Um, I am not concerned about that. In fact, I welcome it. And I would like to engage in it because climate change is affecting all humans. Um, and more and more, all those groups that we just discussed are, are um, turning an eye to their utilities and at their industry and asking them to be responsible about their carbon footprint and, and their carbon management. So people on the street will, you know, be selecting their utility providers according to their energy plants and their carbon plans. Uh, investors are heavily involved uh, these days with driving their investment toward utilities that have sustainability plans and have environmental uh, uh, approaches to their power generation and distribution. Uh, So that pushback, while I feel it's momentary, I feel um, soon enough, if not right now, uh, there there is going to be and has been a shift in popular opinion around how we govern ourselves through our energy industry. So, so I think they're on the NPUC side. I think that they're actually a help, not a hindrance. So I guess in that sense, what is, what has been missing um, from the discussion that made you want to uh made you want to do this to put together these communal resources why uh you know what for what reasons do you and for what i guess this is the second question but for what reasons do do utilities uh not already track that stuff themselves so so utilities are doing a good job of tracking a lot of stuff in of themselves they're running their projects they're running them well They are focused on serving their communities and they're focused on decarbonization for the most part. So the NPC wasn't created because I felt like there was uh, lacking in what they were doing. 
um, or uh, as some sort of expose-like thing. Um, it was created to really uh, coordinate amongst utilities because what is missing, and this is I, this is normal. I certainly do this within Motive Power. I know everybody kind of does this, which is they're concentrating on their own business. They're concentrating on their own work, their own communities. That is not weird. Uh, as we move through our, you know, our daily lives, we concentrate on the immediate surroundings and what it is that we're impacting. So what was missing is really getting them to talk to each other. And so they could learn from each other and just have a conversation around things that are working, things that are not working, regulations, ideas, technology, strategies, community feedback, et cetera. Uh, and and it's, it was only missing because folks are busy and they're trying to do stuff uh, that is productive within their own environment. So they weren't going to be able to take the time uh, to really coordinate something that was uh, across the nation. They weren't, they weren't in a position to want to coordinate uh, conversations with disparate groups. So, so I decided that I could be of help and that I would coordinate it. And that's it. Uh, there's, there's really nothing fancy about it other than uh, the conversations are helpful and they needed someone to take the initiative to do it. So our involvement with the NPC is, um, is twofold. We're doing, um, we're doing benchmarking surveys and we're doing, uh, and we're doing roundtables, and then there's and then there's also the website component. Uh, so, you know, sort of breaking each part down. Wh uh, what are your what are your goal? Uh, what are our goals for the for, for the surveys and and the roundtables? What are we what are we tracking, and what trends are we trying to uh, are we trying to to glean through the combination of data and insights from utilities themselves? Uh, so the benchmarking stuff is simple in that it is um, making sure that we canvas all the utilities and give them an opportunity to have a voice in the data that we're collecting, right? Um, it's, you know, do you have a decarbonization department or a sustainability department? Yes or no. You know, like we need, we were trying to figure out how many utilities across the U.S. Are, you know, have a, have a focus on this subject matter or et cetera, et cetera, right? And we want to make sure that we, we are representing that type of information accurately and regularly, right? It'll need to be updated regularly, et cetera. Um, so the benchmarking idea is really to get a, um, a tangible sense of efforts um, or carbon capture efforts or what have you uh, through the utility industry by allowing them to offer up that information rather than... Uh, you know, trying to research it on our own, et cetera. It's, it's the, 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 the intent is to invite them into the conversation and to help them drive data and drive output. Uh, that's the benchmarking thing um, and surveying. The website is nothing more than a repository of information. Um, it is a place where you can go and find past benchmarking information. You can find past roundtable participants. Uh, you can find, you can sign up to be a future participant. Um, it's really just a, I guess what websites are all designed to do, which is inform, collect info and sign up. It doesn't do anything more fancy than that. Uh, one section of it though, that is a bit unique is there is a utility login section, which um, is designed to uh, place utility level lessons learned on some of their projects. 
so that they can move in because they, they speak a particular language as every industry does, right? The utilities have their own language. It's magic. It talks about all kinds of things that the average person doesn't necessarily utilize in their, in their everyday speech. So this is a place where the utilities can really speak to each other in their language about the pros and cons of some of their projects and um, decarbonization efforts in general. Uh, and then the third thing, which is the roundtables, is the actual discussion part. That's where we get together in person and we talk, or well, virtually these days, but soon to be in person, I hope, um, and uh, have a discussion on what's working, what's not working, what we learned. Um, in our last roundtable, which was in March, we learned about the um, executive order to move the <laughs> move the uh, the goalpost by 20 years. You know, and not everybody was aware of that. So. We're learning from each other by by preparing for these discussions, having the discussions, learning what's going well in some areas of the country and what's not going so well in other areas of the country in real time as, um, you know, the the calendar year unfolds and fire season starts, hurricane season starts and, you know, this natural phenomena, that natural phenomena Um California's drought uh, becomes permanent and just on and on. And, and so having these discussions regularly uh, is really keeping us abreast of one another and allowing us to contribute to the learning of each other. What would define success for the NPUC for you? Ah. Um, what would be, what would define success? And I think it's going to take a long time, but um, that's fine. I'm here to, I, I'm a long-term girl. Everything I do is, if it takes a long time, that's fine. Success would be uh, that the NPC is, is the go-to resource for utilities around things that relate to decarbonization efforts within utilities. So it, it is specifically designed to be a resource for the utility industry. Uh, and that is, and, and if it becomes that and becomes known as that and utilities utilize it and rely on it, then I will feel like we are successful. If the conversation is regular and informative, then I will feel like we are successful. Uh, if folks are participating to try to assist each other's efforts and their own through this platform to, to accelerate decarbonization efforts or maybe refine them, then I will feel like this has been successful. And something um, kind of funny to think about is that um, at the, you know, at the highest level, the, the you know, the, the biggest success would be if, you know, the United States, if the world uh, produces zero carbon energy globally, which would mean that um, the ultimate success of the NPUC would be would be if it became uh, obsolete. Yes, I would agree with that. And what it, it, it's, I mean, I don't know. People used to say to me, like, "What do you think you're going to change the world?" <laughs> and I would think, "No, I'm not going to change the world. That's silly. I'm just one little me." But I've since changed my mind about that. Why not change the world? We have to. And the U.S. energy industry, uh, first off, the U.S. has been a leader in many of these types of pursuits from time, from the beginning. And why shouldn't we be a leader now? Uh, and we, we, have the, we have the ability, the technology, we have the mindset, and we have the heart. And that's, I think, what really defines us in this area. So let's do it. Like, Yes, we move the goalposts by 20 years. If you've listened to Bill Gates' latest book, <laughs> I said listen to a book. 
but um, I, but yeah, we're I, all we're all listening to audiobooks these days. I get it. No, no, listen and or read. Um, I actually picked up regular books again recently and remembered that I know how to read. This book, Bill Gates' latest book around how to avoid a climate disaster, speaks uh, a lot to um, changes that are that could be ideal within the energy energy industry. Um, with different mixes, he's he's working on a on a different nuclear um, option. He's like like it's been given quite a bit of thought. So I just am so excited that I I know it's doable, and all it really requires is humans putting their brains together and and putting their hearts together. And and I actually am going to thank Mother Nature a little bit because she's somewhat forcing us to do that. And that I think is really is really the pivotal change that is launching us much faster than we maybe even expected into really focusing on decarbonization through our energy industry. Um, I don't think this problem is going to go away. I think, like I said, as a long-term girl, I think all of us will be in some way participating in the energy industry's answer to decarbonization for the rest of our lives. I think it's it's a permanent discussion. I hope that's not scary or horrible, but I do think it's important. <laughs> Oh, I think there are, I mean, yeah, I think there are real consequences uh, to in the decisions that are made at this point that'll be that'll be felt for a long time, just as there are, we're currently living through consequences of actions or inactions of the past, you know, century. So I think, I, I think that's not, I think that, that that's not unreasonable. But and I guess what's important to say is that there are some th- there are some things that are not reversible at this point but there are many many things that still are that's the, the the carrot and the stick argument is that like there are not only opportunities to make a difference but also opportunities to uh, just you know make a make a better make a better business not just for utilities but for other pe- other people in other people in the space. So there's, you know, there's those, there's those incentives. And then there's also the scare, there's also the scary stuff. And if we are not um, aggressive enough for lack of a um, less aggressive word, uh, I used aggressive to describe the word aggressive, but mm-hmm. I, so where from, from, you know, from your perspective as the as the founder of this, and also as a, as a consultant, where are opportunities for those who are not specifically members of utilities to, to, to drive some change. Um, well, we I can... think you need to remember that people and utilities are people just like you and me. <laughs> utilities are not magic things that run by themselves. They have human beings who have families and live in houses generally in the communities that they serve. They are, they are driven by folks like you and me. And so the changes that need to happen from an industry level we've discussed, but from an interpersonal level, we just need to um, focus on cultural change. Like I, I think I'm older than you by 150 years, Dylan. But um, but uh, when I was a kid, you know, um, we didn't have a lot of cash, so my parents would say, you know, you never left the light on in a room. Like you never did that. Uh, you would get in trouble for that because that's more money. And so you make sure that lights are off and heaters are off. And when the heater's on, the door's closed. And, you know, like just sort of being careful about energy usage. 
uh, now the days in California with this drought situation, which is obviously heavily in my mind right now, uh, you know, I'm teaching my children about how to have buckets in your showers and I'm teaching them about gray water systems and how we're, how and when we're irrigating and if we're in irrigating and why fake lawns are cool <laughs> where in 1970, I thought they were not cool. Um, so, so these examples I give to you because it's everyday living that does impact our energy usage and our energy, which then drives energy delivery, energy demand, et cetera. Um, and it's, it starts with um, parents and their children or grandparents and their grandchildren. It starts with regular conversation in your communities around things like, uh, do we water lawns? Do we, um, do we have timers of when um, certain energy uh, options are available versus not available, et cetera. Um, so a collective consciousness and cultural change interpersonally from you and me and the people who, who um, work in utilities, as well as the utility industry, I think that's going to go a long way to drive um, a shift. And we have to shift. You know, we've already seen shifts around energy usage in terms of electric cars, electric fleets, electrified cities. Uh, electric everything coming out of our ears, everything is electric, um, which which means that we as consumers and as a part of our, you know, our our communities, we are already in the con the changing conversations around our energy uh, distribution and its and its importance. So we're also I'm sure I'm certainly in my family, maybe you are in yours. Um, we are talking about, wow, the world's shifting. Wow. Um, you know, prices of electricity have gone up or gone down or wow, electric car feels right because um, it, it seems like it's less car carbon emitting and, or, you know, like th these are regular conversations amongst families and communities now. So I think, I think more of that, a cultural shift is going to help assist utilities in what they're doing to move forward. Um, and I think it's also going to be, it's going to help it be organic, you know, where people within the utilities are, you know, have a, have a, a personal mindset around decarbonization and their role in it. And then they drive their organizations to emulate or to demonstrate their collective opinions. And then, yeah. And I think if you have that sort of, you know, cultural change community wise, then that will trickle up into, uh, the regulatory system. Um, like in who are also like in, people, right? Those regular are also people. Those are people yes. too, <laughs> um, and we're all affected. So if we can get to the human element of it, which which isn't hard, right? That's how we all relate and understand things is is at the human level. The president of the United States is a human. the The regulatory people are humans. They're all humans. We are all humans. So we, we need to humanize decarbonization. Is there anything else you feel that uh, you need to? to impart about, uh, about, de about decarbonization, anything, any, a, a message to, uh, to utilities or to anyone involved? Uh, you know, the, the only thing that springs to mind, um, is this, is that we need to be brave now. Um, and, uh, in, within the utility industry and outside of it, we all need to be brave and what does that mean? It means that we need to talk about what's not working. We need to go ahead and be open about what isn't working. And we need to ask for what does work. Ask for help. Ask for a conversation. Ask for dialogue. Ask, 
ask. I, I hope, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can be brave enough to accept knowing what we don't know and accept um, when things aren't, you know, accept the ego hit, I guess, and accept the political hit around when we don't look awesome so that we can actually drive some change. And, and I don't know, uh, like I teach my kids, Hey, listen, like the best way when someone's laughing at you or you feel embarrassed or something is to laugh at yourself. Cause yeah, you're going to blow it, you know, lots. Uh, and just as long as you can laugh about it and then move forward and do something differently, you're good. Don't, you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. So in, in, in this conversation, I, I, I really am, um, am driven to be brave for utilities. And if, if they feel like they can't, um, to try to share the information and to try to learn from each other, we'll find ways to do it to where um, folks feel protected and folks feel um, like they can, um, you know, move freely through these conversations. Um, so the only thing I would, the last thing I would impart, Dylan, this is very much off the cuff is I'm seeking bravery from folks and I'm, uh, and I'm positive that we can create an environment amongst the utilities set through the NPUC that allows for information exchange, education and assistance to really support in a meaningful and tangible way their decarbonization efforts. And where is that website? So it's motive-power.com forward slash NPUC. Um, you can get through to it to the Motive Power site. You through to it in places like the Visual Capitalist. I think you can even get, um, which is visualcapitalist.com. No www, like 1999. Um, <laughs> and I think you can even get to it through uh, Z Prime Avenues as well. I think so. Yeah, excellent. Um, just made another quick mental checklist. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that, Angel. And thanks for uh, being on to talk about this new project and about uh, decarbonization. I'm excited to see uh, where this goes from here. I am too. Um, we've already had quite a bit of participation and I, I am hoping and working toward getting more uh, participation. Major utilities from across the U.S. and small ones have been um, partaking in the discussion and it's already been informative for all of those involved, particularly me. So uh, more of this, I think, is uh, is using our powers for good. Uh, well, well said. And uh, to all our listeners, you can find our research and media at zprime.com. Um, you can find us on social media at DUI Lockwood at zprime underscore research. My name is Dylan, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>